Welcome everyone to another episode of the Warm Up. I'm here with the guys. It is me, Boston Chris. We got Kurt Chella in the building, and we have Kurt. Uh, sorry, KFRL. Say what's up to the people who are chimed in, listening to us this evening, guys. Say what's up. What's up, fam? Good to have y'all back. What's up? Cool, cool. And if this is your first time rocking with us. This is a place where we talk about sports, current events, and everything else in between through the lens of black culture. You can find us here every Tuesday on YouTube, or you can go ahead and catch us on the audio side of things if you would like on your favorite podcast platform. That could be Anchor, that could be Spotify, that can be uh, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, wherever you get your podcast from. That's where we are. And, you know, if you're on the other side, man, give us a like, a thumbs up, hit us with five stars on the Apple Podcasts. If you're on YouTube, man, give us a, the, the thumbs up. Give us a subscribe, like it. And uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Again, that helps with the algorithms, make us more visible to some newbies, man, who can latch on. And then there you go, man. We all uh, we all one big community and famous and growing together. So um, that's that on that side. Also, on the networking side, you know, we're on the social media platforms. We are on uh, Instagram and on Twitter and on Reddit. Grindhouse NTWK, and we're also on Discord. So again, hit us up on the Discord. We are public, um, public name. We're publicly searched. Uh, oh, sorry, findable, searchable, searchable, searchable. searchable. And uh, you can look you can for, up. Us. Yeah, you can find us on Grindhouse Network uh, under the name. Uh, all those links are in the description in our bios and also in our uh, descriptions of the videos. So check those out as well if you know you need a little bit of guidance. Uh, anything else? Check, check, and check. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. All right, well, we are in here. We're in the building. Unlike some teams, they just got escorted gracefully. Uh, <laughs> Would you but, call that a graceful escort? Well, you know what? Uh, we got to We'll have to have a debate on the turn of the definition of graceful. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a blowout. Let's just say it like that. So yeah, yeah it was a fight. Uh, these some people tried. I can tell you that much. The Boston Celtics uh, tried harder and gave more effort from the coaching staff all the way down, and they went ahead and removed the Brooklyn Nets from participation from the NBA playoffs. This is the only team that has been swept this whole playoffs. And, I mean, come on. Like, this is the most exciting, at least predicted, most exciting matchup with the 2-7 and seven seed with being the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving against Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, and um, uh, other one, other one, Jalen Brown. And, I mean, just, you know, again, all that history there. Boston Celtics have been here multiple times. Rising stars, mm-hmm. they're young. You know, Kyrie Irving was over there, so they're going to have some old blood that they're going to have to, you know, revisit. A lot of, you know, uh, FUs, you know, figuratively speaking, <laughs> and probably probably literally in ver- uh, more verbose from the Celtic side of things. And so, yeah, we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of that, that nasty energy. But we, we didn't see it on the court. I mean, we saw maybe one game where, where Kyrie kind of had a decent game. But, I mean, we just saw... Basically, Boston just dismantled, took their heart away from Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they they walked into the game, game four, like they just didn't even know it was game four. It's like, man, let's get this thing over with so I can go home. I I don't want to be here anymore. So there's just a lot to unpack here. Uh, We we got a lot of criticism from, I mean, top down Steve Nash, all the way down to Kyrie's, uh, you know, availability and his religion and. COVID stance and things like that. He's just lethargy. Ben Simmons, you know, looking very colorful uh, <laughs> in his in his outfits. And, you know, of course, finally KD, man, just getting stifled and just looking like a, a human, a, a empty shell of himself. So we're just going to try to break this thing down. Uh, this is all we're going to talk about because it's such big news. So, I mean, let's just start off with you, Kev, man. What is the, uh, let me just say it this way, or ask it this way. Who is the the who is to blame? Who is the biggest blame for whatever happened in this postseason? Is it the coaches, the KDs, or Kyrie? Mm, it's a tough one, you know. I don't like to throw a wrong blame like that. Biggest pie. But I guess you know accountability here and there. It's tough. The first person that comes to mind is KD. He's the most visible. He's on the court and seeing what he's doing or not doing. 
I'm seeing the turnovers. That pretty much what irritated me the most was the turnovers, the fact that he was just continually doing the same thing over and over, not making an adjustment. For a player of his caliber and his experience, I expected more. But you guys pointed out, you know, coaching. And the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, definitely that had a role to play in it as well. These are great players. These are good pieces. Um, I want to point to coaching. I can't believe I'm doing that, but I want to point to coaching because these are great players with some great pieces. I feel like they could have been, they could have put out something better than what we saw. And I'm, I'm going to have to put in the coaches for this one. Okay, okay, all right. Coachella, hey, wake up, man. I know you're feeling very lethargic. It seems like you're you're practicing <laughs> Ramadan right now. But can you just muscle up some energy, man? Tell me what, who owns Dude, I'm here. This? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I like these assessments and these uh, conclusions, assumptions you keep jumping to. <laughs> Assumption, Chris. That's what you like to do, bro. You like to come up with these ideologies in your head, man. Uh, but as you, you, you and Steve Nash are a lot, a lot the same, bro. Nash starting his team is going to go to the playoffs, and you come up with ideals too, man. Uh, I know Kev has virtue, man. He doesn't like to point blame. He likes to look at things as, as, as they are, man. I'm not cut from the same cloth Kev is. I will. I don't feel bad about point blame, right? I don't feel bad sitting on my sofa, pointing my finger at Brooklyn. And I got to look at it as people taking shots at KD. KD's still a beast. KD is what he is, man. Um, I, I'm not going to take a shot at KD. Could he done better? Sure. But he was the centerpiece of the, the Celtics' defensive efforts. Shut down KD. Stop KD. I'm looking at where Kyrie was. Granted, we look at everything. I forgot who mentioned it. I was listening to. Um, Kyrie missed most of the season. The majority of the season. Trying to come back. Going to the playoffs. Come back as a part-time player. Then you're finally four time, and then it's Ramadan, so he has to fast, right? Uh, great for him. Kyrie had the unfortunate situation of having his personal life really affect his professional life in a very unusual circumstance of COVID, right? Where in the normal season, it would just be, it just has, he has to deal with this as fast, and he would have played the whole season, and he would not adjust to it. Um, I'm sorry, man. The Nets still had the firepower to at least make this a competitive series. So look at that coaching. I think Nash took some of his ideals from Golden State with the the death lineup and going small ball. And he took it to the Nets. And at a time when the Celtics were making a run with big guard Tatum, big guard Brown. You know, you got the time lord, Robert Williams, back in the paint. You got tights coming out. You got these giants coming out here. And for whatever reason, Nash thought, I'm going to go smaller. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it works. But the Nets aren't a fast team, man. The Nets aren't a fast team. You're, you're working with a Kyrie that's not in the full tank. Durant's been in playoff mode for like since the last quarter of the season playing 60-something minutes a game, and the game don't even last 60 minutes. But that's what he's been doing. So, I, I don't, it's the coaching, man. There was a lot of iso ball, a lot of trying to make Durant the point guard and facilitate as well as score, as well as guard. That was horrible. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, Nash could have put Durant in better situations. He could have instituted more ball movement. He could have played, I, I don't know if Dragic has like uh, limits on how much he can play. But when he's in there, did you notice that the ball whips around? Yep. I mean, he, he had, I think he had a double-double. It was points and assists. And he had like eight boards. Maybe play him more. The lineups, worse Ardridge. Questionable lineups, questionable play calling. A lot of that stuff, man. So, uh, deal with that card you dealt. But he didn't play him right. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I totally agree wholeheartedly. I think both of us, or all three of us, uh, hit the, the nail on the head. Coaching is, uh, you got to look at it. KD is going to be what he is. He is a bona fide scorer. That's what he does. He doesn't do anything else. He scores. He may play some defense. Maybe some rebounds. Me, he, but better, I'm just, he better know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is what he's known for. This is his bread and butter. LeBron is playmaking, making everyone around him better. He he can score yeah. thirty points a game, but he makes he 
is predicated on making his team open and hitting down, knocking down shots. That's, you know, Kevin Durant is, he's a sniper. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know what I'm saying? So, it, the thing is, is this, man. You try to put him in situations, and this looks, this reminds me so much of the Scott Brooks era. Like, the office was oh, so yeah. I, I sit here and watch the office, and I think I saw, like, maybe, like, maybe one pass. Maybe one pass. And I'm just like, but that's in, like, a short shot clock, and they just throw the shot up after that. You have three people watching. Who's supposed to be on offense? Three people just watching. There's no movement. There's nothing going on. There's a bunch of, like, just tough shots and trying to basically make Kevin Durant will you to win. And... I, you know, I, that's just not going to cut, especially with the team that's as good defensively as the Boston Celtics in January 1st. They were going to basically game plan, and they have at least three full-time bodies they can put on to. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Kevin Durant. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to tire them out because, I mean, they can just be like, all right, next, <laughs> like line change, whatever. Like, we're just going to you know, keep, keep you tired and have fresh bodies and fresh legs to kind of get up under you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it, man, it has to be culture. It has to be culture. You cannot allow for your main guy, who is not a ball handler like that. He can handle the ball, but he's not a ball handler. Come come up at the top of the key and try to ISO, like, at the center of the court. Like, that's what, that's like everyone has an advantage of crashing on you. It just doesn't make any sense. And making and forcing him to make a play that does not make it. I, I don't know what game plan that was. I don't know what play that was. Well, yeah, he was playing right to the hand. Like he knew the Celtics wanted to stop Durant, but so you're gonna give the ball to Durant, inbound it to him. Hey, bro, dribble it up, start the play, and then finish the play. Yeah, it, it just it didn't yeah. make any sense. Um, we know Kyrie is not. He's a point guard, but he's a scoring first. Like he's a he's a scorer too. We oh, have two scores. Oh, it, He's a point guard only by position. By position and height. Not by nature. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, they you know what? They probably should have put Gordon um, in there and just made him facilitate. You have those two wing offensive players. But, uh, I mean, it's just it's not it's just not the offense. Their defense was horrible, too. I mean, their rotations were trash. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I, they, I, they're switching. Are, Why are they switching with Kyrie are, get get put on tights? That doesn't make any sense. There was a play um, towards the end of the game. It was it was getting tight, and they, they brought Curry was in there. It was an inbound pass. I forgot who it was. He Curry, it was Curry's man. He cut to the goal, caught the ball, and laid it up. Dunked it, yeah. And, and they got the foul. Did, did he get the foul? And yeah, and then, yeah. It was an one. Um, Van Gundy made a good point. Somebody, the other person, I forgot who it was, pointed out. Oh, it was a size difference. Van Gundy's like, yeah, sure, but. Curry opened up this. It's like he said, "Oh, there you go, red carpet." He exactly. was getting his way. Yeah, exactly. He was. So. He wasn't facing him. He wasn't facing up on the on the guy. And yeah, he was just playing like, he was like he was protecting the center of the paint versus yeah the actual lane that the guy was driving down, and it just didn't make any sense. It's just unacceptable. So yeah, I give the most blame to the Nets. If you really want to do the whole LeBron thing, the way that the people treat LeBron, I will I will give it to Kevin Durant and say he's the one who constructed everyone. Steve Nash, Kyrie, you know, the GM. I mean, yeah. if he was LeBron, that's what people would be saying. LeBron made the team. Kevin Durant made the team. He signed off on Steve Nash. He signed off on Kyrie. He signed off on, um, you know, DeAndre Jordan at one point. He signed off on Blake Griffin. He signed off on James Harden moving. He signed off on all this stuff. So... Yeah. Uh, you know, not that I'm putting, I'm gonna blame him, but yeah, just put it in perspective. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's huh? He shares it. I mean, he all of them share it, especially not all of them, but when I say all of them, I mean Katie, Kyrie, and the coach. Yeah. Before the season started, we joked a lot about those guys saying we all coaches out here. You can't do all that. Right, so, <laughs> so okay, when he said who, that, man, who was in the huddle? Yeah, but who was in the hot? But we've seen we've seen it on the on the Boston side work perfectly well, right? We've seen uh, a play where smart, just man in the huddle. He's saying exactly what we're going to do. The coach is actually just on the sideline, just watching. You know what I mean? So we've seen some success with players taking over, knowing the experience and knowing the game and being that leader. 
on the court, but even in the huddle. Did Katie, did Kyrie, did any one of those guys really stepped up and showed their experience? Help Nash out, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but I want to blame all of them for, for, for that part of it too because they, they came into the season talking about we are coaches out here. Yeah. And none of y'all could have yeah, made an adjustment. None of y'all. Yeah. And I, I feel that I feel you on that that, that that point there, man. But it's like, still, uh, Celtics coach, he, he's still at the end of the day, he's a coach. They're not out here saying, "Oh yeah, we're all doing his job." They're all for yeah. input, and he respects the input, right? I think when they say, "Oh, we're all coaches," that shows to me like an instant. I don't want to say a disrespect for Nash, but you're not you're not respecting him as a coach. You're saying, "Oh, we're all doing that." <laughs> I, I, that, I've never heard that from any other team. Like, yeah, you know, a player might say I call this, I call that. I'm not saying I'm the coach. True. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. They seem like they need to retool. I just saw a tweet or uh, a reference from Bitch Report saying that Kyrie wants to run it back. I don't know what that's going to look like. But, uh, we, we would could... you. Uh, uh-huh. I got a question for y'all, man. If y'all were. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of the uh, the Nets general manager. I think it's something Marks. Um, I think Sean Marks. Um, what would you do with Kyrie? Because I don't think he signed his extension before. I know Durant signed. Would you sign Kyrie for a multi-year extension? Or would you just do him year by year? I like the year by year. I could do one-on-one team option. Yeah. I, I, you I pretty would... much would be the, a year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to fancy year by year. Pretty much, I, I just I, <laughs> Kyrie is, has already stated, and I think Stephen A. had mentioned this. Had already stated that there's more things that are important than basketball, and which it is. I I definitely agree. Ooh, right. Yeah. But I think when people hear that and they don't really see what they would expect out of you as a player of your caliber, whatever, uh, like just show up on the court, like and just be impactful the way that we expect, then it leads people to kind of like have a doubt. It kind of be like, well, wait, I don't really know if I want to sign up for a part-time player or a person mm-hmm. who's just not like engaged when you're at work. Um, so this kind of, this thing kind of happened with um, Derek Rose when he was uh, having that, that knee issue in Chicago. And he think he think he said something like, "Oh, I want to be able to walk my kids to school or something like that." And while he was just sitting out that whole season, the team was waiting for him to come back. They didn't have any timetables. His team wasn't talking to their to the organization. They don't know what's going on with him, and it was just like this whole like big question mark all season. And you know, again, it just kind of leaves people hanging because we don't know if you're all the way in or all the way out. So. Uh, if he does, if he wants to be a part-time player, then pay him, you know, on a month-to-month basis. I guess put him on a contract <laughs> as a contract. I mean, player. I think I think Kendrick Kendrick kind of came at it hard with this, like, uh, you know, it was his choice not to play because of the vaccine, which is it's true. We could argue that the vaccine mandate in New York was very interesting. Yeah, right. Visitor players can come and play, but it, that, we, we talked about that. And then you know, of course, he's he's paying homage something important to him, uh, Ramadan, right? And it's just like I said before, his personal choices just so happen to affect his professional career this time. Um, and people do doubt his commitment to the game because even without that, I think I saw something where in all the years Kyrie's been in the NBA, there's only been four times he played more than sixty games. Yeah, either do the so. Yeah, you're right. Heard that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So n- now add that to. I know we haven't get. We're gonna get there later. But the Ben Simmons thing. Like now you got two players on your roster that you you can't. De- you don't know if you can depend on. At least you will question it. Now, I'm yeah. not gonna say you can't depend on it, but you're gonna think about it. It's a thought. Yeah. Can I depend on them for the whole season? Yeah. Yeah. And we can get right into that because I mean Ben Simmons. Ooh. I mean I've seen more Ben Simmons. Uh, wardrobe than his than him you know actually playing any basketball and that's kind of that's that's crazy uh so i'm just gonna do something really fun man what's let's give him a uh, basketball grade for this a season grade ben simmons i mean we talked about ben simmons all year and none of it been about basketball 
So we're gonna, we're gonna grade him. <laughs> you want us to grade him on basketball, even though he hasn't played just, basketball. Just to see the Ben Simmons seasons grade. Whatever you have, you want to interpret that. It could be on the on the court, off the court, somewhere in the middle, all inclusive. Okay, what's, what's, what grade are you gonna give him? Why you keep going to me for these things, dude? He's trying to put me to put blame on people. No, no. Me to no. You, you give him an A. Give, I'm not. I'm nah, he can't get an A. No, come on. We gotta leave room for the people who do what they gotta do. At the same time, we understand that everyone is in a different place, different times, and what when you ask someone to step it up, you're doing it from your perspective. You're not really sure what they have to go through to make that step up. So at the same time, I don't want to come down too hard on him, but man. It's hard to give him a passing grade for this year. It's really hard. So I'm gonna have to stick with like a D or something like that because it's like, he hasn't really done anything to garner any support. And that's been the most problematic thing. Now um, you've mentioned it many times. He's not trying to control the narrative and I don't have a problem with that too much, but we still have to take that into consideration that, hey, this is out there. This is what's happening. You said this was a problem then we moved you and then now something else becomes a problem and then you, you want to play but then when you see the team is not going to make it far you don't want to play that, that <laughs> last move probably made it the worst that last move about saying i'm going to play yeah and then and then and then say okay now nah, i'm not going to play my back hurt that yeah. probably made it the worst man that made it that, that put the cherry on top of being Horrible season for this guy. I don't know, if, I don't know who's going to want to pick him up beyond. What's the next contract for him? Oh, uh, maybe in two or three years. I think he, he signed an extension before he decided he wanted to leave the year uh, before he decided to leave Philadelphia. So he's already got the max contract that he could have gotten at that time. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck for the Nets on, on that <laughs> one. Man, they just for sympathy, man. I offer the sympathy that I know he's not really putting out the best of himself to Gardner. Because I don't think anyone's sympathetic to, to Ben right now. But I'm going to give him a little bit of sympathy over here. Okay. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you gave him a... You said a D minus? I mean, you just said a D. D minus. Kev, I was trying to take your class any day, bro. You just out here giving grades away. Hey, it's, it's still a failing grade. You still got to repeat, man. <laughs> Hey, all I got to do is an extra credit assignment here, a paper here and there. I went from a D to a C. Exactly. If he played, if he played in this in in the in the playoffs, I mean, he might have been rocking a C. We might have been like, oh, he tried. He, you know, he, he had this problem over in Philly, but he got the move. Oops, back injury, bad timing. But look, you, you did your rehab, you did your recovery, and now you showed up in the playoffs. But none of that happened. So. No, none of that happened. So, uh, <laughs> so Kurt, you want you want me to give some some details? I mean, you got all the details, you got all the information, but you want me to spill it for you, or you want to go ahead and tell the people that? what happened, man? Just kind of just this the latest Ben Simmons. You know, oh, you, no, I, I do want to. I want to play in the game real quick, though. I, I'm not going to give him a letter grade. I'm going to give him a comparison grade. I'm going to give him. In my mind, he gets the Nick Anderson Award. So, for the basketball history buffs, right, remember the Magic, which one of my favorite teams as a kid, the Shaq, uh, Penny, Nick, Dennis Scott. Uh, I think Scott Skiles is on there, man. Magic team, right? And they were in the they were in the championship game. The championship game. Oh, no, all right. Yeah, the championship game against the Houston Rockets. That's when Houston won. Uh, one of the two. I don't know if it was the first or the second. 94. I think it was the first. Yeah, Okay. The Magic could have went up when Nick Anderson got fouled. And he missed not one, not two. This dude missed four free throws because it was a two-point shot, got fouled. Went to the strike. Missed, missed. Somebody got the rebound. I think he got it, got fouled again. Missed the next two. It was pressure time. It was a close score, pressure time. He missed those free throws. Houston won the game. Houston won the series. So I'm looking at it as I think Ben choked, man. I think he was out the whole season. I think it's looking at what he was saying. I think his back was doing okay. Why would you tell the reporter, hey, watch this, dunk it, y'all but seven feet tall, and then say, I hope you recorded that. 
right? Yeah. And then go on the podium to asking you questions. Yeah, game four? Yeah. Yeah, game four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then game four gets here. Media attention's on you. The team is saying they need you. Pressure starts to build. I think he starts thinking back about that Atlanta-Philly series. I think he starts thinking about what Doc and Embiid said in the post-game interviews after they lost that series. I think he's thinking about all the ESPN runs throughout the summer. I think he's thinking about what we said. He's thinking about what we said. But maybe it came up. Who knows? I think that came in his head, man. And I think performance anxiety. I think it's either that or Ben just does not love the game of basketball. Which is fine. Which is fine. He duped some people for some money. Ultimate Hustler. He's either the biggest choker the or the ultimate hustler. <laughs> the man, he showed him talent. They choose to pay the, him that money. <laughs> uh, he ain't holding gun in their head, bro. <laughs> wow. So so what you're trying to say is he's Benny the Scammer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Benny the Scammer. Why does it sound like a mafia? <laughs> it sound like a mafia underboss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, time out of the events. Yeah, he, he said he was... He was good. He was showing promise. No back pain. He was showing mm-hmm. out. Hey, get this on tape. You know what I mean? Game four coming yeah. around. You know what? I, I feel like taking a break. I should. I deserve a vacation. I'm gonna sit out. Yep. Uh, you know, I I will compare him. You know, you said I'm gonna do both of y'all. You know, add, I'm gonna add a fictional character. No, just fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down this road now. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, if I'm giving him a letter, a letter grade, I have to compare him to his peers. Last year, James Harden had one leg, and he one leg mm. his way to mm. to five, four or five games or three games. <clears throat> as soon as Kyrie went down with a with a road ankle, he didn't look good. But he was still walking the ball up, pass it all the way down to the to the block. He gets some good passes. I don't know why it was working, but it was working because he was on the court. He wasn't playing no defense, obviously. He doesn't play defense. No, he can't. He can't. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, we've seen his peers who are visibly injured show up. Just to even be on the court, which gives a lot of like a big morale boost for a lot of the teams. You know who? Shout out to Luca Dunton. Shout out to Luca. Shout out to Embiid. Shout out to Scotty Barnes. You know, I'm sure Devin Booker's gonna be back if they make it out the first first round. He'll Shout out back. to Chris Paul every playoffs. Yeah, every, I know, right? Once it gets to the to the conference finals, it gets a little shaky for Chris Paul. So, <laughs> so for that. I'm gonna have to give him an F because he didn't even try to suit up. Even if he came out, well, he did. He did that one dunk for that reporter for Nick uh, for Dale. He did that one I, practice yeah. dunk. So either either it was scripted and that was all Photoshop, or the dude is faking. Like I, you can't you can't act like you're, you know, get that on tape, blah blah blah. Like so bolsters with like some of these. Antics, and then turn around and just be like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna show up." It's like it's like Draymond talking the way that Draymond talked, and then the playoff come, and then he's like, "Oh no, nah, I got a, uh, you know, I got abs for this." I'm like, no, you ain't got the play because you was out here talking that smack, mm. and you gotta back it up. I think he was trying to compete with with, with Zion because like the day or two before, Zion put out a video of him doing some 360 dunks. I guess it was. Who's not playing this season? But can still dunk. I guess that was the competition because I don't know. That's that's a bad storytelling, right? Totally bad storytelling. If he wanted to put out a certain narrative, that was the worst thing he could have done. Exactly. That was the worst thing he could have done. He should just stay the course and said nothing. I think those is you know once you get down that path of saying nothing, you should just not say anything unless you're gonna say I'm playing. He, like he's terrible at this when he should have. When the consensus was to say something to explain your position with the Philly, he said nothing. Yep. And now, you shouldn't say anything because everyone knows the situation. You say you have a bad back. Okay, we accept that. <laughs> he said something. <laughs> yep. So, 
So if I was gonna go by the grading scale of A through F, he definitely gets an F because we've seen players play with visible injuries, like walking compromises on the court, and they go out there and play. Um, if you're going to compare him to who did you say? Oh, Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson. You know what? Nick Anderson played. I would he compare, did. I would compare him to Anthony Bennett. <laughs> you know why? Because Anthony Bennett didn't play. He played a little bit in the preseason. He did a little oh, bit. He took, and he took the money and he became <laughs> Anthony the Scammer. <laughs> and if you want to talk it up to a fictional character, Garfield on a Monday. Lazy. Just like, you know what? I don't, I, I don't feel like doing this. Where's, where's, where's the photo shoot at? I'm going I'm to go over here and just... It's just style. Like, that's all Garfield did. Just lazy. You just sit there, ate, complained, was grumpy, and slept. That's all he did. So all Ben Simmons did was go out there, sit on the sideline. He got dressed up. And, you know, he did a couple of these a little bit, you know. That's about it. Hey, I'm only here and so I don't paid. get fined. And, and get paid. Yeah. To get paid. So. So wait, wait, wait. Since we're doing characters now. he got, So he's getting paid for doing nothing. Getting paid for doing nothing. Why does a Kardashian pop in my mind? It's they actually, so... they work. They work hard. They're hard. Got, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they, work, like... they work hard. They work. There's some hard workers there. <laughs> they do. They do. They you didn't see that Pepsi hard. commercial? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just hard to be in the spotlight, man. It is. Keep feeding the feed. Okay. Yeah. They, they kept. They kept. They keep the feed fed. Yeah. Yep. yeah, they do. They do. They do. Or they're stylish. She's stylish. Like that. <laughs> that exactly. They they got the style on point. So, so what should man? Let me ask this man. What should the Nets do with this Ben Simmons case? Because I mean, this is to me it's simple. Maybe it's not so simple to you guys. What should they do, Kurt? What do you think they should do? Well, I'm interested in your, your take on it because I think they're stuck with them, right? I think they're stuck. The only options you have, find another dummy team that would trade for him to be another Nets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think his contract is firing, so I don't see why another team would take him on. You can stretch his contract, you buy him out as expensive, you just got to keep him, man. I keep him, and I think as far as the roster, see if you can find a budget point guard, man. What's DJ Augustine in that? Lakers. No, so. <laughs> All right, that, that didn't work out. See if you can find like a, a makeshift point guard, man, somehow. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a couple of vets to team up with Goran so he doesn't have to take the whole load. So I don't think his body can do it nowadays. But yeah. And with Ben Simmons, keep him, bro. Maybe make him an announcer. Because I don't think he's going to get on the court. Who knows next year? Maybe make him an announcer, bro. Uh, you know? That's not like a lot of work. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. what should they do? Man, the dude is a multi all-star. Size at the guard position. He can play defense. He can he can drive, make layups. So you gotta work on his shot. We know what his strengths are, we know what his weaknesses are, so or his less used strengths. Let's call it that. Get him some help. I mean, you stuck with him. I feel, I feel what Kurt said. You stuck with him, so I could either be sour about it, or I can, I can make some lemonade like this here, right? So at the same time, what's that show called? Billions. What's yeah. a psychologist in Billions? She a performance psychologist or something like yes. that. Yes, yes, I love that Performance show. psychologist, like somebody who could help him with his performance anxiety if that's the problem. With the back issue, that's not a problem. That's what y'all do. Y'all in the sports. Y'all got people for that. So he should be right physically to be back on the court. And if there's anything other than physically, put the right pieces in play. If if he's not conforming or working with the system, what can you do? Like what other than what Chris said, find someone else who's willing to take you. Like if you keep all that junk secret where no one knows all of the craziness you're going through, which is impossible, then you can sell him off. But at this point, I said make lemonade, work with what you got. Mm-hmm. Squeeze the best out of him that he can deliver, which is his size, his defense, and work him into the system. Man, you guys are so positive. At least you are, Kev. Look, I, I, I understand his contract is 
big. It's going to be hard to move. I don't care. There's 29 teams. Someone will be able to give you something. You may not get your return on investment. You may not, you, you know, it may not be a, a equal trade in the sense of like getting equal value for Ben Simmons, talents and contracts and all that stuff. It, look, the Orlando Magic are looking for somebody. Just, that's enough just to get them some star power to go for people to go in. They want to see what Ben Simmons, like if he wants to be a circus, why don't he go down to old Disneyland? And I mean, he, him and Mickey Mouse can make an appearance. And I'm, you know, not to really put the burden on Orlando. I think it's a win-win. You know, they both, they like, one gets an entertainer, uh, like an entertainment piece, and the other people get back some draft picks or, like, some expiring contracts or people who they just trying to get off of their books anyway. This- Chris, all right, we're talking about, I just looked it up. I don't mean to cut you off, man. Tell me, this dude signed the five-year max, man, $170 million. He signed it in 2019. It's a free agent. And uh, under restricted free agent in 2025, bro. Mm-hmm. It's just we're just going into 2023 next yeah. season. That'd be the, yeah, the 22 23 season, yeah, 24 25. Then the free agent. So you're talking about two years mm-hmm. of a team carrying you're giving up a max contract spot, yeah. Look, what is he? What okay, okay, let me let me ask you this question what ha, what production? Has been Simmons given the Nets? None, but that's that's exactly the reason why, you know, you gotta you gotta push it to next season because the only reason he hasn't produced the Nets, at least the only reason I can think of, is his back issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, there, is there another reason why we know he's not performing? Okay, he didn't know that. I mean, I I, that's the only thing that yeah. we have reported. <laughs> Scared. We <don't>, reported. <laughs> yeah, reported. <laughs> Um, Chris, this is a question you just asked. You don't think every GM, what did he do for the Nets? What did he do for Philly the last season? No, we're not taking it. Don't you think every team would ask that? Well, I guess not. The Nets took him. Look, you had to think about it. Portland Trailblazers was willing to trade for Ben Simmons from Philadelphia before he, before he went to Brooklyn. There's a market for him. I mean, I agree. I wouldn't take him. But... You know mm-hmm. what? Someone will take them. And again, even if you, you know, again, you just have to sell low because you know that like people are going to want to play hardball, and you're stuck on you're gonna be stuck paying that money. Yeah, and I think it's easy to get them off your books sooner, so you can work with free agency and get you a decent point guard or get you someone in the free agency market. Like if you get some draft picks, great. But like at the at the at the end of the day. We've seen what his best is before all of this happened. Which was not a max contract, but whatever. Okay, we'll pass that. I agree. However, he has it. So we know yes. that he's a really good defender. He's very athletic. He's a tall point guard. He can pass. He can't mm-hmm. make a shot. I mean, he can make a shot in the season. He can't make a shot in the playoffs. So who's not making the playoffs? Orlando. Who's not making the playoffs? Houston Rockets. Like... Well, I, I think I think I think you, I, okay. I think it's a key point that we're missing though that, that you're missing your analysis, right? You're looking at yeah, Portland wanting him. He was in Philly. That was when the only thing we knew was that he had some type of mental block with playing with Philly. Mm-hmm. That was bef- that was when we knew that. That was before we knew this back situation. Okay, that because that was never brought out during the discussions with the Nets and Philly. When he got in the nets, it was still mental, right? Like, okay, now all of a sudden it's fixed. Then all of a sudden now it's the back. Mm-hmm. As far as reporting goes. Yeah. Maybe they knew, maybe they did. As far as we know, the fans, we didn't know anything about his back. Yep. So that's another thing. So now you got to look at it. Back, pop, maybe a mental thing again. Because that's still a narrative. He didn't want to come back in the playoffs. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's using the back. We don't know. That's a thought thing. So I think that diminishes his value. It does. Greatly. It does on a trade block. I agree with that. Yeah. And that's why I said you're not going to get your full, invest, your, your full return on your investment by going on a trade block. But it's, sometimes it's easy just to get it off your books just so you don't have to worry about that. And then, you know, 
whatever you get back, you get back, that's fine. But then it makes you more flexible in the free agency market because now you don't have, well, what would you say, 30, uh, $33 million, $35 million? No, $170 million. Well, that's in five years, but like, what is that? Yeah. 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 So about 37 30, yeah, 35. Yeah, so 30, 35 35.5. Million, yeah, $35 million you don't have to pay this guy. Yeah, but keep in mind, teams, they have to, you have to match. That'd be on the team that, that he's trading to. They, they, they got to do, send back equal salary, right? Well, they have to make sure it's under the same uh, salary cap. I don't think it really matters um, as long as it's under salary cap. They just have to equal, uh, come close. So if, oh. if, the net, <laughs> if the Nets are sending him out at, what, 30, 35.5 a season, the team has to send back salary that's equal, whether it's one player, five players, whatever. They got to send that equal salary back. I I, I never heard that before. I, I could be wrong though. You talking about you talking about a trade? Right? Yeah, with trades. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. people send like cash consideration. Sometimes people send picks. You know what I'm saying? Picks don't that have equal, a value. Picks are yeah, picks don't have a value. So outside of picks, it has to be an equal because the cash plus salary would equal. With the trade for picks, I don't know how they value picks. I don't think so because James Harden contract does not equate to Drummond, Seth Curry's, and Ben Simmons plus picks. But picks don't have a value. We don't know what the value. Well, no, I don't know how they equate picks into that situation, that scenario. That's what I'm saying. Even then, James Harden's making that that much more money than than Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, <laughs> Andre Drummond, and well, picks. Ben, well, I don't think I don't I don't think that this I don't think that's the case. I mean, I, I could be wrong though, but I've just never heard people talk about it like that. It's just they both have to be meet. That's my understanding. They had to meet the soft or hard cap that they were under. So like, you can't just like trade LeBron for like I don't know like a Caruso, and that number puts you over a certain salary cap. I think, but that, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But you found out because you're, you're, you're the information guy. So, but in the meantime, man, real quick, man, we talked about Ben Simmons and what he's done off the court. Now we're gonna talk about what the owners are gonna do off the court. <laughs> you guys think this is gonna impact the CBA negotiations on the like pay for play rules that you know to kind of offset this situation where the players basically sit out the whole season and you pay them their full salary. Um, in the next CBA discussions, I know this is a little this is forward looking, but do you think that what's happened with Ben Simmons is going to impact that down the road? Uh, go, Kurt. I think it will, man. I think you got to think about this, man. This season, the past two seasons, you had the Ben Simmons ordeal. You had James Harden. Okay. Two big names that just really dictated what they want to do with it, right? Um, and, and I know there's a whole argument about player empowerment because NBA teams kind of control your first six to eight years or however long that first contract is, a rookie contract. They control you for that, right? And then the way it is with re-signing you, they can pay you more money than any other team. So your first two contracts, right? They have leverage. So when you become a star, because, I mean, let's be real, 90% of the NBA can't do what... Harden and Simmons did right Tyler Hero ain't gonna he, he can't do that even Brunson and we love Brunson he ain't, he ain't about to he can't do what Harden and uh, freaking uh, Simmons did but I do think that yeah because it's a star driven league if I was an owner if I had an owner's ear or whatever if I was working on that side of the house yeah like you're paying their employees hey you you have this gift. We're paying you to do this gift to entertain this audience. I'm paying you to entertain this audience, but you're not playing for whatever reason. So it's definitely going to have an effect on it. I think they got to come out, which is going to suck because they got to come out with what a list of exceptions to the rule, which you can never list every exception. That's really kind of bad. But yeah, something's going to happen with this, man. Ben Simmons is to complete advantage of this situation man like it was like specifically last season or this whole season not so much the Nets part but the Philly part yeah gotcha gotcha Kev you feel the same I feel like something's gonna happen but what what Kurt touched on the end is what 
right? I have a hard time figuring out how they're gonna do it because yeah. how are we gonna do it? At the same time, you want to not penalize players who have a legitimate reason for being out the game. I appreciate not having to work every single day just to get a paycheck. Like, if I want to take this day off, but catch up on some work the next day, I can do that. So, I have that benefit. I would like for them to have that benefit, too. So, it's going to be tricky on how they're going to form that, 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 that restriction on players. But I do think in this scenario, given Ben Simmons trying to sue and all this other stuff, it, it's going to raise some people's attention. And I think it's going to be hard to not raise their attention to what happened so knowing these guys are businessmen they, they, they're gonna have something they want to do something they want to do but pay for play you let me know what, what, what you think how, how, how they would form something like that yeah tough. yeah I don't think you know what I mean it's a good question I don't think that they can do it I think this is something that's just is at the responsibility and at the onus of the owners like you know you, you're you're basically paid or you know have the opportunity to basically make investments best guesses right sometimes you have really good investments and they blow up and james harden in houston it was a good investment for houston they they went to almost every playoff since he got there and then there's bad investments when you pay nicholas batum a max contract and then he disappears and we haven't seen so you're, calling, huh? you're saying nicholas batum is we work <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying or not saying that. I'm just saying. Oh, okay, okay. We ain't seen him for some years, and then he came back. I think he plays for the Clippers now. But like when he got that big contract in Charlotte, bro, no one saw him. He was gone. He was in my head. That's a bad investment. I mean, Ben Simmons is a the bad investment. You invested in this guy, gave him a max contract, probably because it was a market season for him, and it worked out favorably for him. And the, uh, his agent, uh, what's the guy's name? Rich Paul is really good yeah. at negotiating contracts. And guess what? He got a max contract. Was he worth it? Was he a max contract player? No. But like I referenced back then with Mike Conley. Mike Conley is not a max contract player. However, he there was no other mar- uh, point guard on the market, on the free agency market, that was comparable to what he could do at the time. Because he had to sign him to maintain, you know, that level of talent. And at one point, he was the most, uh, he was the highest value paid, uh, highest, highest contract in the NBA because that the bitches had that salary bump um, implemented. So it happens, you know. So, so you're saying Ben Simmons is Theranos. <laughs> are you, are you saying he's fraudulent? Because I, I mean, I'm just uh, fraudulent. Like, because, uh, no, he's he, a max, max contract, like Kev said, multiple all stars. Yeah, hated it when the light was on him the brightest. We haven't we haven't seen him since. We haven't seen him since. Maybe he's the that. <laughs> maybe he's a maybe he's a bat. Maybe all of the light just bothers him a little bit. He's like a little darkness. Again, same to Orlando. No one's down there. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't think. Um, I don't think the CBA is probably going to be impacted, and if it is, they'll find a loophole because that's what players do. That's what people do. They find loopholes. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it know. would be funny if Simmons does go to Orlando with Mark uh, with Fultz. That would, would be. It'd be great. And guess what? Orlando gets <laughs> protection. I because you know why? Because people are going to be like, "Oh, when is he going to play?" Like he's so. This is two things going to happen. Either people are going to go down to Orlando and figure out Orlando going to get all the spotlight. Which they haven't gotten to Shaq left, and you know, they'd be good for them. They get some publicity, some people get some airtime. You get to see Terrence Ross and all those people, and Markel Fultz may make an appearance. It'd be a great backstory to Philadelphia, you know, number one picks or lottery picks. This is where the landing spot is. Kind of like uh, New Orleans Pelicans with uh, with uh, LA players. You could do all that. It just it could be a spectacle or. No one even cares. We should stop talking about yeah. you, Ben Simmons. And that way, there's no light on you at all. And we'll move on. And you can go ahead and get paid and be, you know, irrelevant in the, the basketball lexicon, you know, moving forward. And that's what you want to do. So It's, it's the, the quickest fall from grace in a, in a minute. Uh, Andrew Bynum. 
he went from NBA champion to I don't want to play no more. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. like you know. What? Yeah, okay. I, I never yeah. liked the basketball thing anyways. I was just yeah. <laughs> but just to argue for Bonham, I don't think he got. He was a max contract player. No, he wasn't. But he yeah he was a centerpiece. Right, that was the fall. He was like this. He might be the best center in the league. He, he was. Mm-hmm. He was in the conversation. He yeah. definitely deserved to be in the conversation. Yep, and he was like, you know what? I'm over it. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to head out, guys. Getting this go-kart. So, so the last question, man. I know we, we, uh, we, we're going to put a pause on this because I'm sure he's going to show up in the summertime. But uh, let's just ask this question, man. We, uh, I, I didn't expect to even see a playoffs without these two characters, but they are not here. So we're going to ask this question, man. Who had the most disappointing season? LeBron not making the playoffs at all or KD getting swept? Yeah, I know this is your guy. Actually, both of these are probably your guys. So, one and a half. Yeah, yeah. I would say LeBron and and, and, and the Lakers because they they had a funny season with injuries and this KD situation and Kyrie situation. We kind of one Kyrie's always in the news in some funny ways and he's been on the game in and out. So it's not like he hasn't shown that just that side of him before. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers, man. What happened? They didn't look. They didn't look anything like a team. It was very haphazard. It was lack of defense. Defense went down, and that's the effort thing. Sometimes, like, why? Why are we seeing you play better defense? Why is that? Why is that something that's being impacted? And I guess you know, AD, their anchor wasn't there, but at the same time, I was super disappointed with. Lakers to the point where I told you I, I, I stopped watching the games like I felt like they didn't care and <laughs> they were headed downhill and it's like I felt no momentum I felt no drive and except for LeBron doing his thing but even then so it felt like it felt like LeBron just gonna put up his numbers whatever happens with the team happens with the team he was getting his getting his scores getting, getting his assist in there but whatever happens happens Remind me of Cleveland days, but for me that was a bigger disappointment. Only because I expected some drama with the Nets. I didn't expect the drama, all the all the funny stuff with Lakers. Okay, alright. You believe the same thing, Kurt? I can see why people think that uh, the Lakers won the championship just a few seasons ago with two of the stars intact. A lot of noise about. I I guess I'm viewing it from my viewpoint. I never believed in the. <laughs> this inclination of the Lakers with Westbrook because Westbrook's one of my favorite players. Let me put that out there. I understand how Westbrook plays. And we've seen in history, history has shown the type of players LeBron needs to win and Westbrook doesn't fit that mold, right? So for me, as a Nets, man, uh, think about it. You came into this year three certified Hall of Famers, man. No one can argue that those three cats are not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right? You came in with three at the beginning of the season. Plus Joe Harris. Who can stretch the pool, man? Shoot like none other. Bro, who cares who, who the fifth person is? Bro, they could have put anybody out there, man. They could have put Jeff Van Gundy out there. I still would have been like, yeah, they probably win with Coach Van Gundy. Charles Barkley out there playing, right? Uh, so to go from that high to getting swept is incredible, man. At least the Lakers can lean back and say injuries and all this stuff, right? The Nets had time missed because of different situations, man. But it's just the Nets, man. Their roster in the beginning, we saw flashes of the last season. Well, oh, this could be a beautiful thing. And it just went up in smoke, man. Yep. So I, I believe the same as you, Kirk Chella. You know, the Lakers had a lot going on. People called them old. People said Westbrook yeah. wasn't supposed to, wasn't going to fit, you know, because they both mm-hmm. need the ball. Him and LeBron need the ball. AD, you know, he's a he's basically a walking tempered, like uh, not even tempered, just a walking piece of glass. He's just, you know, it's just the wind blows him. He's the, he's out for 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. D 
the the injuries, which is, I mean, even at the beginning of the season, Ariza wasn't there. Uh, wasn't they, uh, none? True. Wasn't there? If you, yeah, count, yeah. Like, if you count on those people to come back and help you take the championship, that's that says something. So, you know, I understand that they won the championship a few years ago, but the same people who came back last year between these two seasons, the season here and the previous season, was the only two people, and that was AD and LeBron. Everyone else has been removed. Caruso's not there no more. KCP's not there no more. So, like, you don't really... the beginning? Yeah, so from the previous year to this year, their whole roster got revamped. There's no returning characters or cast members outside of Kuzma. Kuzma's gone. Like, all the people got stripped yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Right? So, that's true, that's true. it didn't make sense for... McGee. Look at what McGee's doing in the playoffs. JaVale. Yeah, JaVale McGee. Hey. I forgot about him. Montrez Harold. Like, they like they all left. <laughs> so, they all went, half of them went to Washington. The other, and the full rest of the other half uh, went to Chicago. <laughs> so, like, they just, they, they don't, they didn't have the same lineup as the previous year. There was no returning players except for AD and LeBron. But, if you look at, I don't know, the Nets, I mean, this is the second year they've been talking about. Oh, it's so great! They're gonna, have, they're going to, you know, be dominant because of James Harden. Blah blah blah. Oh, now we got Marcus Aldridge. Oh, now we got Blake Griffin. Oh, you know, Karan Butler unretired. Like Jalen Rose is gonna make an appearance. Like it was everyone was coming and jumping on the Brooklyn bandwagon. And I and I always said that's too much. That's too much scoring. Not enough everything else. And I, and, he, and, I, yeah. and I really questioned their defense. And because Steve Nash is not a defensive player, Dan Tony definitely ain't a defensive player. He, he never, yeah, I forgot Dan Tony was his assistant coach. Yeah. And so I'm like, so who, who gonna teach y'all defense? Because y'all need to play defense. And, you know, it came into uh, fruition. Obviously, the James Harden thing was, you know, un, unforeseen, or the COVID situation was unforeseen with Kyrie and all that. But we know Kyrie is a, is a different kind of cat. You know, he you know, does a sage and all that stuff. Like, he's just, he just operates on a different frequency. But nonetheless, they said that this is this is the team to beat. We even said it at the beginning. The most exciting matchup in the first round because it was Boston Celtics versus a, who we predicted to be, a powerhouse in Brooklyn. And they got swept. That is, that is beyond disappointing. Like, I don't... You couldn't win one game, like you couldn't get into the playoffs. You couldn't get. You couldn't get number ten. Guess what? You though? couldn't even play in the. You couldn't even play in the play. You Guess couldn't what? even become the ten seed. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? And we can always fall back on injury. We can always fall back on like again. The uh, the critics were all always there. What criticism did we hear from the Brooklyn Nets in the beginning of the season? Kyrie not being there. Kyrie. In the beginning that was, of the season. That was the, that was the yeah. most. Kyrie's not going to be there. Not. They're not yeah. making it to the playoff, but guess what? Kyrie was gonna play at least half the game because he was only because the away games counted. He was gonna show up for the away game. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Not in the beginning, no. To my preseason. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I don't think we knew about because the, the vaccination thing was still ramping up. I don't yeah, think we knew that he wasn't gonna get vaccinated. He, it was ramping up. You know, but he, he, didn't, he didn't play a single game in the beginning. So, As it was coming no, up but, to the season, yes. So, so to be fair, but Wiggins didn't either, and Wiggins got vaccinated late. I, I don't think, I don't think people really thought that Kyrie was not going to get vaccinated, and I don't think they really thought that the, the, how things unfolded because he was in New York, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but fair. You know, they did mention they did. That was a concern was Kyrie's availability. I do. I can't agree with you on that. Overall, yeah, but. Yeah. but even with them saying Kyrie's not going to be there, they were still saying James Harden and Kevin Durant is going to be enough to get yeah. you deep into the playoffs. So if James Harden was present, but he wasn't, he wasn't. But he played. He played half the season. This I know, but being present, like he was frustrated about the the situation, so that that all trickled into it as well. I understand that. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying things started to fall apart the same way things fall apart in Naperville. It was like. <laughs> Okay. Kyrie did this thing and it was had a ripple effect. There was injuries in there and it had a ripple effect. Okay. Exactly. All right. 
and I just I just see one team was able to go from being number ten and getting themselves to the number seven seed and making it to the first round, and another team was in it and just kept getting themselves out of it. Like Lakers was in it. Nets were always on the bottom most of the season. No, they were like no. 10, 12. They were number. They were oh number, no! They were leading the, the, were the Eastern. Yeah, for, 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 for a portion, but then Cavs took over, and and other teams start taking over. Um, they they got pushed down real quick. I don't know how to check standings periodic over, over time. time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you could see that, but I remember them being down low. I remember Cavs being in the top. I remember Philly playing pretty well, but not even being up there too high. But mm-hmm. you know. And they were they were they were fading, fading fast, fading quick. Even though KD was playing, <clears throat> somehow, some way, they managed was able to. KD came back from an injury, and was like, boom, 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 let's do this. And they went on that run, and they, and they did what they had to do. And they got to seven, they got swept. Gotcha. Cool. They got swept. I I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> the the fact that they made it, man. The fact that LeBron didn't make it is still a disappointing to me because he's been in more playoffs than not. So. Yeah. All right, that's cool. All right, well, we got one LeBron and two KDs, so we'll leave it at that. So, you guys tell us who you guys think is most had had a more disappointing season between KD and LeBron. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man, and sign off. Kurt, you got something uh, like a fact or no? Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah. This is this is more just a fact, not more so not a question. This is an interesting stat, right? Because I think in the pre-pod, I was talking about how KD's catching a lot of heat, a lot of flack. I know we said we said the coach, KD's catching a lot of flack for the Nets' lackluster performance, right? My question was, where's Kyrie? And I looked at the stats with Cleveland, with LeBron, who's averaging 25, 26 points per game in the playoffs. Now he's averaging barely 20, 21 points, right? So it got me thinking, the best Kyrie best play- playoff Kyrie was with LeBron right that I don't think we fully understand the distance the delta the gap between Kyrie LeBron Kyrie with LeBron and Kyrie without LeBron right Kyrie with LeBron it's 39 and 13 in the playoffs Kyrie no LeBron keep in mind this is with Tatum and um, Brown, this is with KD, right? 11 and 11. Does it include Boston? Yeah. Yeah, Boston? Was, yeah. 11 and 11. Yeah. Well. Easy 50%. <laughs> of course. Thanks, thank you, Kev. Kev always out here like, but did he play though? <laughs> did he make a Yo, I was so... He's, he's been on my blacklist ever since he, le- he left Cleveland with, uh, with the LeBron situation, man. That was weird. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was Kyrie. That was Kyrie. That was Kyrie. Yeah, yeah that definitely was Kyrie. Kyrie so. yeah. Cool, but well, there you go. Well, he has, he has next year to fix it or break it. So, <laughs> you got it. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty much what I had to share. Like, he has next year to, to do something. He, he's up here in the podium talking about this is going to be fuel. So my, my sign-off is like, man, you got to go through what you go through. And hopefully, everyone grows from this. Like, everyone. Like, I want to see I want to see LeBron back where he was supposed to be. Right, back mm. to the right full position. And, and Carrie, man, you a vet now. Like, <sighs> let's, let's do something. Let's make it work. Let's make it work. Katie, work on your dribbling. Um, yes, work on your dribbling. It, <laughs> his dribbling got exposed. He's doing this high and far away from the body dribbles and t- keep taking that same high and far away dribble into double teams, which is why he got so many... How many of his balls just kept getting tap, 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 tap? And I was like, dude, why? Why you keep doing it? Because he's not he's too tall. He can't really be down low like doing that through your leg nonsense, but... It is what it is, man. He is. Kev, you think he's been he doing that for his whole career? I, I think it's how they use him. KD, think about it. Even in Oklahoma, it is. He's been a playmaker. He's never been a playmaker. He's been a shooter. He, he's proven he's that. the reason why you have playmakers. You got to get it to the shooter. That's the whole point. You're right. Go to and the he's proven that. Shooter. And now 
I think it's only exposed because they got him in a role that he's just never, he's not suited for. Yes. Hey, I agree, but the role of him being uh, in the ISO is not uncommon though. And for him, and at what point I heard him call him the ISO killer. Like, you know, like he, like, he's that guy supposed to be able to break down ISO defense. But they stepped up ISO, and stopped him. Yeah. Exactly. And and where was the adjustment? Like, if I, we, we talked about LeBron, I don't want to go into a whole other discussion, but we mm-hmm. talked about how LeBron is a playmaker. And even other players who aren't necessarily playmakers by nature, just because they garner so much attention, they become playmakers. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even, he couldn't, he couldn't do that. He, he averaged more turnovers than he did assists. But anyway, let's, <laughs> let's just say, yo, <laughs> everyone, let's, let's do a little better next year. But I love the fact that we have new blood and, and, and new contenders and some of the folks who we expected aren't here. It's still fresh. It's still exciting. So I'm happy with where we are. And we, we here, man, for all your playoff news and hot takes, we here. So tune in everywhere, every Tuesday we here. And follow us on Twitter. We're we posting a little bit more now, so we out there. Cool, cool, cool. Appreciate that. Yeah, follow us, man. We here. We're not like, we're not Ben Simmons and you guys, man. We here. <laughs> nah. <laughs> real. We Luca. We Embiid. We Scotty Barnes. We here. <laughs> Scotty Barnes. That's a new guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he showed up, bro. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, man, thanks for everyone for listening to us again this evening or day or night, whenever you're rocking with us, whatever time you tune again and time to end with us. And, yeah, don't forget to check us on the, the you know, social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, Discord, all that. Give us five stars, hit us a like, tell a friend to tell a friend. Do all that. Hey, man, and shout out to John Morant, most improved player. He got the award, and he gave it to his friend, Devin Bay. What a, what a great How leader. How is he the most improved player, though, man? Oh, I would man. listen. You, man, we got to talk about that next episode. Yeah, we got to talk I'm about that next Dray. time. I'm with Draymond on that, man. Ja is amazing. But Jordan Poole was in, the, uh, it was in the G League last season, bro. Like, I... Are you really doing this? Are you really doing this? You're smiling. You're smiling, but you 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 know facts. You know facts, though. I do. I do know facts. I do know facts. Those are facts. Anyway, I know this. Jordan Poole was in the G League last season. John Morant was in the NBA last season. The entire season. I know that. That's 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 just one. That's just one piece of data. It's more, there's more, there's more. Though. There there's is, more. there is more, but well, we I mean, got, that's the topic for Maybe, this yeah, Let's yeah, do that. exactly. Yeah. Do that. Uh, the awards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's know. Yeah, the, the award review that. We, we got to put that in there. All right, Kanye, yeah. coming on the stage. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to say shout out to someone. I don't mean to, to, to take your time, but Taylor Swift had, I'm sorry, Beyonce had the best video of all time. That's what you just did to me right now. <laughs> I mean, but she, she did, though. I mean, oh, she had a okay. good video. Oh, okay. All right. Well, like I said, shout out to Java Rat before I got really interrupted by these Golden State, you know, fanboys. And uh, hey. for most improved player, and giving it to his guy, Desmond Bay. This one really the best. She gave it to Jordan Poole. The right, the right pool. The right for air to that award. Desmond Bain is doing some things right now, though, so. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but on that note, man, we're here every Tuesday. Check us out every Tuesday. And until next Tuesday, guys, peace.